In the name of one God who creates, redeems, and sustains us. Amen. Alleluia! Christ is risen! I always have to get that in, because if you aren't celebrating, right, you don't get that initial. But I'm getting ahead of myself with the hallelujahs, and I want us to back up a bit before we get to resurrection. I want us to go back to Good Friday. There's this saying in the church that you have to go through the cross to get to resurrection. And for those of you who know me, I am not one for trite, pithy Christian statements. But we really do have to back up the story today to Good Friday, especially on this Easter. On Good Friday, we hear the story of the passion of Christ. Jesus praying in the Garden of Gethsemane, betrayed by Judas, bounced between Pilate and the Jewish authorities, pronounced a threat and put to death. While the cross is the focal point of Good Friday, I don't want to look at the cross. I want to look at those disciples. The women were at the foot of the cross, maybe the beloved disciple, depending on which gospel you read, but the rest of them kept to themselves because they were scared. They did not know what would happen to them. They shut themselves away and stopped proclaiming the good news. They had no hope now that their teacher and their healer and their friend had been crucified. Hope was lost. And for the most part, the past two years have felt like one big extended Good Friday. COVID. And just just when we think we're coming out of the water and we can gather again on Easter morning and masks are optional, just when we think it is safe to go in the water again, trauma. We have wars and fires and shootings that fill our newspapers, inflation, the trauma and the suffering continue, we can't stop it, and despair is easy to sink into. Isn't this a great Easter sermon? Don't you feel uplifted? <laughs> we know a good bit about living in despair. When hope seems really hard to come by because we move from emergency to emergency, Good Friday moments and feelings loom around us, and to be honest, we are burnt out on being burnt out. And yet, in our gospel, in our faith, Good Friday isn't the end of the story. This morning, the women come to the tomb. They come in their despair. They come in their deep grief, that grief that makes your body feel like it is slogging through mud. They have that tunnel vision where all you can see is the loss that is in front of you, a shock so profound that nothing can crack into the darkness that surrounds them. They arrive and the stone is moved, and the tomb is empty, the women go, they go, and they tell, and they share their good news with the disciples who are hidden away, who are sitting there without hope, 
And while most of the disciples dismissed the women's story, that's a sermon for another time, Peter, Peter, who so often got it wrong, Peter gets it and he stands up and he runs to the tomb and he looks inside and he sees that it is empty and Jesus is risen. Jesus is risen just like Jesus said that he would happen and hope in that moment is restored. Maybe not in full, but enough. Enough hope has been restored that we can breathe. Enough hope has been restored to see where to take the next step. But most important of all, hope has been restored enough to feel the deep, coursing motion of connection. Hope is restored in the resurrection because from that day forward, the disciples Tentatively, they come out of hiding and they begin to rebuild community and they continue in the breaking of bread with one another and most importantly, they continue to share the story of God's love by their word and their actions. But we need to remember that Good Friday because Good Friday continues to be a reality for many gathered here it is a part of our daily lives right now, and our gospel story today is here to offer us hope. Hope as we move forward. The resurrection that we celebrate today is about Jesus showing us the way when we are stuck in our Good Friday. Whether it's a day or a moment or a month or an era, Jesus' love is what moves us from despair and fear of the world around us and moves us into hope. Hope for one another, hope for our planet, hope for restoration, hope for ourselves. But you might ask, Reverend Rachel, that's all nice and well, but how does hope happen? How do I tap into what the gospel gives us today? And I'm gonna tell you what moves us forward is being in loving community. When we're at a point when we are overwhelmed by the struggle, by the bad news, by the lack of options, we gather in community. It's why even in the middle of COVID, we would drive through the parking lot and we gathered through the internet and we did what we could because being in community sustains us through our Good Fridays, through our prayer together, through helping one another together, through laughing together, through studying God's word together. We are reminded that there is always resurrection on the other side of the cross. Now, I'm not saying that you need to take more on. I'm well aware volunteerism is at an all-time low. I'm not telling you to do more. Rather, Jesus is calling you to be more. Be in relationship. Offer the good news in word and your action like the disciples. And yes, I'm going to say it, come to church more often. Be in a safe place. Be where there is positive social interaction, where all are welcomed and all are loved, and where we can care through one another through thick and thin. And today, today we're going to baptize Emma and Gwen and Ruby Jane, which makes me want to cry. 
and I'm going to use Ruby, two months old, but she is our witness today about how church community gives us hope when we are in the pit of despair. Ruby's grandparents, sitting in the back there, dragged Ruby's mother to church just about every Sunday. Even when she didn't want to go, they made sure she was here for pageant rehearsal and Sunday school and work in the parking lot for pilgrimage trips and being an acolyte and swapping out flip-flops while they were acolytes. Ask me about that later. She even, I think, played for the softball team. And I had the deep honor of marrying Ruby's parents. And today, today, Ruby is going to be baptized. And her godmother flew in from New York. And her godmother and her mother only know each other because of all those things that I just listed because her parents made her come to church too. And sitting in here doing our technology just in case she couldn't get here from New York is Matt, who's another person who was part of this community and did all of the things I just left it, listed. And he is here supporting our families who cannot be with us and yet allow us to gather. This connection, this continued support in dark times and times like today of great joy, that's what being in a community who supports children from their first moments looks like. That is why we are gathered here today. And I'm here to say that Emma and Gwen, while you are newer to St. Cross, you are as much a part of this community as Ruby is. Because what we celebrate today is the love that Jesus offers us. And Ruby is the example for all of us who are gathered that we can have hope that the resurrection, we know that the resurrection is real and it gives us hope to move forward through despair and fear and fatigue and trauma. For Good Friday does not have the last word. When we follow Jesus, God has the last word and that word is love. So when we're tired and burnt out and at the end of our rope, the answer isn't to hole up like the disciples did, shutting out the world around them in fear and exhaustion. The answer to any Good Friday is to participate in the good news, just like those women did. Participate in the good news that Jesus gives us, that we all need to give and receive love. The good news that our neighbor matters as much as I do. The good news is that we can do something about that burnout and despair and fear and frustration. We can gather in communities. We can say hallelujah. We can sing songs. We can do all of this so that we become stronger to help our broken world. And that is the message of resurrection. Giving and receiving love now and for all the generations to come. Amen.